0: Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses
1: in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and
0: auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind.
1: Uh, Welcome to the uh, Gavel and the Gavel podcast. It's me, Harry, and I'm joined as ever by... Simon in the frozen southwest. Is it really cold? It's proper, proper,
0: proper cold. I was (laughs) trying to keep that clean. Did you notice? (laughs) That was the only way I could do uh, it. It just goes to show I've got nothing if we try and keep it clean. I've got nothing. Literally, my brain brain doesn't work. I'm like, find something clean, brain. Find something clean to go in this section. I've got nothing.
1: How are you, mate? I, I'm cold, um, <laughs> but well covered. Obviously, there's a lot of me, so I probably fare better in this weather than most. I, it is very cold in our sale room. We've got a sale at the end of this week, as you know, because um, you'll be there. I'm pre-warning you, you may need a hat as well as your thermals. It is Baltic in there. Right. It's so cold. Um, and we've also had some dramas on the um, estate where we are, where half the buildings had a power cut today. So they've had no electricity or power at all. Well, that's not helpful, is it? So we may not have an auction. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long drive for nothing. <laughs> if it's our turn on Thursday. Uh, so we'll, yeah, I tell you what, in this country, we're nuts, aren't we? We whinge and complain about the weather, whether it's good or bad or whatever. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, how's your week been? We're, it's not long since we last spoke. Busy? Uh, you got a stamp auction on the way, have you, or something? Yeah, that's
0: um, thrilling. Uh, yeah, we got a stamp auction. It's uh, <laughs> about all you can say about that, the stamps. Simon's love of stamps still shining through, listener. I've tried to be positive. It's up now. Let the stamp people do their worst, is what I say. However, what I have weirdly been doing is seeing lots of shop clearances. Now, I don't want to make this a depressing part of the podcast, but weirdly, four, since we spoke, four shops um, who are closing down in this area looking to clear. Um, Don't get me wrong. uh, Several of them are, you know, it's retirement stage or... A mobile phone shop have offered us a whole bunch of rent that we can't refuse, that sort of thing. But it seems strange. For me, it's a bit unusual. Normally, as we talk about this sort of thing, Harry, it's mm. house calls and it's house clearances yep. and the like. Yeah, weirdly. And one of them, uh today, in fact, uh, a toy shop. A toy shop that's closing down full of Star Wars toys and footballs and goodness knows whatever. So,
1: yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a bit of fun with toys in the new year. So that's gonna be good is everything we could have done with that six weeks ago and give them a sale for Christmas
0: it's not it's it, it hasn't gone unnoticed that we will clear it the week before Christmas and then try
1: and sell all the toys in January when everybody's got lots of toys <laughs> oh dear me I'm sure that with timing timings everything we'll be okay we'll be all right and the online the online bidders will look after it it says on my script here nothing says Easter like a Star Wars toy I, well, do you know what? I'm amazed. I am genuinely amazed that that's happened. But yeah, how was your how was your week though? I've been, as you know, I took a day off to do all things podcast and ran round yes. and spoke to a lot of people um, about the new year. And we've got some great guests. Brilliant. We're not going to name them. We won't trail them this side of Christmas. But we've got some great guests all booked in for. January, So there'll be three or four, I think, interviews coming out over the over January. So that was great. So that was nice to just take a um, a day to do this fun bit of the yeah. job. Yeah,
0: and we're delighted with the people that you've got.
1: Yeah, um, and then we've had – it's been a mixed bag. So we had um, four, you know, those massive removal vehicles, you know, the huge, huge, mm. huge 40-foot uh, containers. So they were meant to be dri- delivered last week. And an hour before delivery, the house transaction was put on pause. So they had to be turned around. So the the moving company had moved everything because it was a very big house. And they're all sat on containers waiting for some legal conundrum to come out. We'd been to the house and cataloged the entire contents of the house for sale. So that's been challenging for everybody and an interesting take on the working week. But like all auction houses, you just bounce with it and move on to the next thing. But yeah, interesting times. Um, So I know that they're getting it all sorted, but yeah, it must be very stressful for the individuals involved. Forget us, but you know, very stressful. Yeah, um, Really tricky. What is great is that we're working right up till Christmas. We've got, I've done a couple of appointments today and I've got a couple of appointments every day this week for appraisals and, valuations and usually this time of year it sort of the actual house calls slow down don't they they do um, but we're just plowing on plowing on and i think we're now i think i well i do know that even though i told you in a company meeting the other day that we weren't we're moving we weren't working between christmas and new year Actually, we've got two clearances now between Christmas and New Year.
0: Oh, the boys will be happy, though, won't they?
1: Well, the boys are over the moon. They mm. they can't understand why anybody needs to ever not work. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So, um, yeah, busy, busy, busy. Not as busy, I would suggest, as the young lady that we um, are interviewing on the podcast a little bit later, Sophie. Looking forward to this. She's taken a huge leap. She had a great job and joined this fantastic antiques dealing trade that we we adore. So, uh, yeah, I know you're looking forward to it. You're leading the way because I've met her a few times and uh, you're leading the way in the interview. Um, yeah, as Harry said, really looking forward
0: to talking to somebody, uh, a young lady from a different generation to ours, and I'm really looking forward to speaking to her and just understanding how her generation, because we're just old duffers now, how the younger generation – are embracing the whole recycling, upcycling, Um, their routes to market, I suspect, are probably not your high street shops anymore. So let's speak to Sophie, who has her company, Florence's Treasures, about all things antiques
1: and trading. We are delighted to be uh, joined today by a I want to say fledgling, but that's not fair. A new dealer in the antiques world, uh, Sophie. We're hoping that over the course of this year, Sophie's going to drop in uh, and out of the podcast and tell us all about her new career. Um, And how things are going and all the rest of it But welcome Sophie
2: Hi, welcome, thank you for having me No problem at all
1: I know that Simon's going to lead the way Because that's what he usually does on these things uh, With loads of um, really, really in-depth, detailed (laughs) questions Oh thanks Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, trust me If you've listened to the podcast Not Mm. one listener will tell you That's not what happens One listener Uh, But yeah, well no, we've got more than one listener, haven't we? Because we had a whole ward in a hospital recently uh, listening to us while they were recuperating. Oh, nice. So that's a bit of a worry.
0: you are like this, Sophie. One of my son's, well, bless her, one of my son's teachers um, fell over and broke her knee. She went to hospital to get it fixed. While she was in hospital, she listened to a podcast and she giggled her way through it, bless her, and... The rest of the people in the ward asked, well, come on, we're all bored, share. They ended up yeah. listening to all of the podcasts
1: in the ward on speaker. Oh, this is our biggest claim to fame. <laughs> They'd run out of morphine, so they were trying to put him to sleep.
2: Famous in that hospital ward, are you? <laughs> exactly.
1: Famous in oh, that hospital. Oh, we made it.
2: Yeah. yeah. This is it. We're Done. the big time. Just retire, yeah.
0: Sophie it's lovely to have you on the podcast really delighted and we're really interested to talk to you because and if you don't mind me saying and our listeners won't know this but you are mm-hmm. one of the younger traders I would suggest in the industry at the moment and not just uh you know relatively new I know that trading is in your family but tell us a bit about your business what you're doing and sort of how you got started would that be all right
2: yes of course my mom and dad have been dragging us to antique fairs basically the whole of our lives, really. So when I was younger, never really appreciated it. Another stuffy old room that we were going into, looking around at silver little bits. But I think it it kind of sparked something inside me, really. And I think that's where it all kind of started. It was just like background knowledge that you never really kind of thought of. You just always knew it was there type thing. And my nan and grand always used to go to car boots and we were in and out of charity shops and... I don't know, it's just there's always been a fascination with something old. There's always been, like, another history behind it. It's always had another life before you found it, and I think it's nice to give these items, or well, anything, anything that we a kind of life. resell on. Another life, yeah, instead of it just, I don't know, going to landfill or just exactly. rotting away somewhere.
1: She nearly used that word pre-loved. They don't use antiques anymore. They say pre-loved. We've got to learn this new lingo, Simon.
0: Pre-loved. So your family's always sort of been interested. There's, there's some family history of antiques, pre-loved, recycling. And tell us, so uh, what are you doing now? What, what is the business now? Um, and how are you structuring it, going about buying and selling and the like?
2: Um, well, it's, I've started at a very basic level, to be perfectly honest. It's just um, me, a garage and a van. <laughs> and my mum and dad, actually, because they they help me massively at the moment.
1: Uh, did they pay you to say that, Sophie? <laughs> <you. laughs>
2: I need to pay them at some point, but not, not yet, not yet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, it's just me going out, looking anywhere that I can find anything. I mean, your Facebook Marketplace has been great. eBay, slightly, but I don't really like eBay. Um <laughs> car boots and charities, just have a wander in, see what's in there, see anything, mainly anything I like that attracts my eye that I go for. And what
0: what sort of things are they, generally speaking, what sort of things do you, what sort of things catch your eye when you're out at the, the flea markets or the, the fairs?
2: My love is furniture. I'm like obsessed with chairs. Okay. Chairs? Right. All the time. Yeah, chairs. You can never have enough chairs. So... <laughs>
1: Oh, I think you can.
2: Well, I've learned I that you can. I think you can because
1: they're heavy and you got to lift them, Sophie.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. And they take up a lot of space. So I'm finding that I need to now sell the chairs that I have. But no, chairs is where I kind of started. Uh, my boyfriend's um, an upholsterer as well. So that kind of ah. where that kind of vibe comes from as well. So he can help me recover. I mean, I don't because upholstery is expensive. So I try and sell them on in the state that we get them in. Sorry, hang on. Pardon me.
1: He charges you? Of course
2: he does. Hang
1: on. (laughs) Yeah. Really?
2: (laughs) I mean, still discounted prices, but I mean, come on. He's Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my life. Hang on a minute.
1: So your mum and dad are helping you. You've got to pay them. Your boyfriend's an upholstery. You've got to pay him. I I know. Simon, help me out here, mate. Have a word. Give us some business advice. This isn't working. It's
0: not very fair, is it, really? I am shocked and shocked and appalled on your behalf, to be honest, Sophie. <laughs> I tell you yeah. what, though, we are learning the business school of hard knocks the hard way, aren't we, Sophie? That's that's what this boils down to. You get nothing for free.
2: And it, well, yes, pretty much, yeah. And it's just finding out the best way of going about it. Because I mean, I've done the upholstery side and nine times out of ten, you get it wrong. People buy it and say, no, I want it in a different colour. So I've yeah. kind of learnt that not to upholster it, but I've got that service there if they do need it upholstered type thing. So that's where I go with that.
0: Fantastic. So apart from chairs, what else are we looking for? What's big in the market today? Particularly, I want to know particularly people of your age, what's exciting at the moment? Are you still into, I've got to ask you, are you still into the whole mid-century gig or has that been and gone? Am I am I an old crock?
2: I think mid-century will always be popular. It's got a certain style um, about it and especially now it's gone massive hasn't it it's gone absolutely through the roof I think there'll always be an attraction to it because it's just the lines are just beautiful on it aren't they there are attractions to it but it is fading Mm-hmm. now I think it just went so fashionable that everyone's kind of a bit like oh no don't want it anymore you see it all the time don't you
0: Sophie don't say that please because I've got a ton of it for the next auction please okay. no.
2: don't worry I've got an Urkel chair that I need to sell so I'm not really helping myself <laughs> here at all
1: <laughs> <laughs> Simon should, Simon always asks questions about things that he's got a big consignment of yeah. and then have, we have to edit the podcast <laughs> when we all go oh that's not going to do well that's not gonna go oh that's well. not going to
2: sell <laughs> no <it's- laughs> (laughs) But I think now, I think people are just looking for unusual things, you know, just something that's, that you can't get in, I don't know, like Ikea and places, people are going off those, like the massive shops, aren't they? Where it's like bulk buy, everyone's got the same stuff. People aren't into that anymore. They want individual, and people like to have a story behind something, especially if it is an individual and be like, oh, where did you get that from? Like, oh, well, I go to this antiques market and, you know, it's this trader I know really well. And they source things from, you know, that they love to have that story behind it. So yeah, we're just finding anything unusual. Like (laughs) the other day, I sold a lamp that looked like a fish, you know, just crazy things.
0: But it's original, it's unique, and it's going to stand out in someone's home, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. And again, it had a a story behind it. It was uh, Jersey pottery. So it came out from, it was like after the war, that's when they could have their, um, put actual designs and colouring on pottery and things like that. So, yeah, I think it's explaining to people that things do have a history and where it comes from.
0: You really do care about the history of it and researching the history and find out yeah. where th- these items have come from.
2: And that's half of the joy, I think, about it, because you can pick up a plate or anything. Again, anything that I like, I pick up. It could be clothes, cameras, plates, and chairs, And literally there's no limit to what, I would buy or not buy. But yeah, it's also the research. You find something exciting and you get at home, you look at the little label on the back and you just try and work out and just try and, I don't know, give it a bit of history to it as well. It's it's fascinating. And, and helps you sell it, right? Definitely. If you've got an interest and passion behind it, I think people, A, they like to hear it. And it's interesting if someone's selling something they like, it's nice mm-hmm. to buy someone from something that they like if you know if you go into a shop and oh yeah, it's all over there, you're like, oh, okay, you know, but it's just it's nice to have that story behind it i think
0: and where where do you see where do you see the business going for you? Do you see your roots to market being maybe one day a shop or an antique center or moving into one of these antique centers or is it all online? How do you see that progressing?
2: I don't really like the idea of a shop mm. to be honest, I think it's um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like being like grounded that much, if that kind of makes sense. Probably very useful because you need the storage in our business, but um, <laughs> mine would just look like a junk store anyway. <laughs> um, but I love the markets. Markets is just amazing. I mean, you have to get up at four in the morning, which isn't so great. And we've got one tomorrow and it's going to be absolutely freezing. So that's oh, wow. going to be very interesting.
1: Where, where are you off to tomorrow, Sophie? Kempton Market tomorrow. The oldest and most famous running fair.
0: Very true. And let's just let the listener know that we are in the depths of December 2022. That is cold out there.
2: Yes, it was snowing this morning, so I've got hopefully some layers tomorrow. And hopefully people will come out and want to buy some stuff, even though it's freezing (laughs) cold. And
0: what's the what's the best thing, do you think?
2: What's the thing? So tomorrow,
0: the van's loaded up. You're off to Kempton. What are the couple of things on your pitch tomorrow that you're thinking, these are the ones I'm hoping are going to fly. We're going to get some good prices for these.
2: But to be honest, every time you think that it's never the things that sell; it's always the thing that you've had in the back for two years or a couple of months that you think, "Oh bloody, hell, I'll just put that out," and it goes. But right. anyway, Harry, this um, this is an
0: old head on young shoulders already.
1: I can see that, right? It is, isn't
2: it? It is, <laughs> that isn't it?
0: It's so true.
2: I've had a sneaky look
1: at uh, Sophie's uh, Instagram before we came online, uh, and there's a video on there of um, all her Christmassy. She's got a whole Christmassy theme going on tomorrow. Yeah. There's um is it fair to say that some of it's a bit kitsch a bit is or am yes, I being doing yes. a disservice yeah there's a bit yeah I'm
2: I'm kitsch
1: it's aimed at a certain market it's quite cool yeah
2: yeah I'm from like 60s on so yeah I'm very yeah. bit bit kitsch yeah.
1: so let's let's
0: get you back um and then re- return to this bit and say uh let's get you back in the future as I'm, uh, and see how you get on what are the bits that you think but may not but you think might fly tomorrow. What are you are hanging your hat on? Come on, let's go for it.
2: Well, I'd say Christmas coming out, we've got two weeks. So I'm hoping some of my Christmas stuff will go because after that, it's be in storage for a while. Uh, but I bought a lovely little nativity um, set the other day and I got some lovely Santa and angel tree toppers like from the 60s. So they're beautiful. So I'm really hoping they'll go because they'll look lovely on someone's tree. Um, but I've also got some lovely embroidered, um, two embroidered pictures uh one's got like a peacock on it and the others has got loads of birds and they're beautiful i really hope they go but it'll be one of those things <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> harry's got a fantastic story um that we told on a podcast before about one of our first adventures to kempton where we were trying to get rid of a load of old stock have you heard this one sophie no, Harry. Tell them about. Is the, this the one the t- about
1: the lovely young lady? Is this the one about the lovely young lady? And it's not. Doesn't it, it doesn't sound like a nineteen seventies DJ. We gave a young lady a really nice lamp. She was uh, yeah. She was umming and aching whether to buy it. We were trying to
0: clear out stock, yeah. and Harry, in all his generosity, said, Do "You know what? You can have it.
1: You can have it." And then oh. what happened, Harry? She walked a hundred meters. She walked 100 metres back and went, I can't be asked to carry it and gave it back to us. (laughs) Really? We couldn't, we couldn't even give our stock away.
0: Wow. We were at Kempton, Sophie, and we are such good salesmen, we couldn't even give the stuff away.
2: (laughs) Oh, God, that's a bit of a kick in the teeth, isn't (laughs) it?
1: Exactly. Sophie, it didn't take long for us to realise that we shouldn't go and stand at fairs and we should stick purely to auctioneering Absolutely. and never be seen in front of the general public again. <laughs> it was an absolute disaster. <laughs> so how long have you been doing this for, Sophie, now?
2: Um, so it was May this year. I quit okay. my job, so six months, really, I suppose, really, up to now. And what now. were you doing before so, that? Uh, I was in hospitality, so I used to work in a kitchen ordering food for the chefs and for the meals and everything. Sophie, are
1: you allowed to say that it wasn't just, it was quite top-end hospitality, wasn't it? Yeah, it was
2: for a luxury brand, yeah.
1: You moved from the top end of your industry Yeah, and then took a huge leap of faith.
2: Yeah, I suppose, yeah, I I had to. We we, we used to work for a luxury train, so it was um, part of the Orient Express train, so we used to order all the food and all the chefs, so we were in charge of the train that was run in England. And I did love it. I mean, I love hospitality. Everyone loves food and drink, don't they? So, um, you know, you you can't really say no. Some of us
1: more than others.
2: (laughs) Definitely. Um, (laughs) But just kind of things lined up and I've always wanted to do this. And I was kind of thinking if I don't do it now, it will be one of those things that I always regret and I can always go back.
0: What are the things you like most about the change? Because, I mean, they could not be more different, could they? What you're doing now to what you did before. So what are the what are the big changes for you?
2: uh working for myself is lovely um Mm -hmm. but that has its downfalls at the same time because well I've been in a full-time job since I kind of left school so you have that structure of getting up going to work that's that's when you know you're at work and that's when your home time is type thing where now you have to make sure that you get up and do it otherwise you'll be like I'll do it tomorrow I'll Mm -hmm. do it tomorrow so that that's been kind of a major change within my like my mentality really of how I work when I work and it's never nine to five when you work for yourself, is it? Like, it's always the weekends, always the evenings. Whenever you get a minute, you think, oh, I'll just do that. Oh, I'll just do that. So mm-hmm. you actually work a hell of a lot harder now, but you enjoy it. And I, and that's why you do it, I think, isn't it? Because you just end up working all the time. But it's great. I can't walk past a charity shop without going in, or I can't walk past an antique <laughs> shop. So I'll oh, just pop in. You never know. You never know what's in there. There'll be the gold, you know, all little things like that. So
0: running on that theme looking for the gold in the in in the time that you've had this year what's the best thing you've bought so far
2: oh I bought a couple of chairs two sets of chairs I would like um almost like Parker Knoll style but like wing fireside chairs beautiful lovely shape on them I bought them for 20 pound and sold them for 220 pounds so that was quite good
0: fantastic
2: lovely set of mid-century chairs i had as well that kind of flew out was like first fair as well i love it when you take them to the first fair and then you don't take them home again it's like the best feeling in the world (laughs) you're not moving them in and out (laughs) you know it kind of makes you feel good like oh yes i actually chose something that other people want to buy so it gives you so much kind of joy when that happens so yeah just little things like that
1: it's not just the money, is it? It's the empty van feeling. Oh my gosh! That's that's that's, that's a good. That's everybody. All dealers tell us it's a great feeling. It's that You beautiful. bought stuff at auction or wherever. Yeah. yeah, and
2: you don't have to worry about repacking the van. You literally just shove it back in. Oh god, yeah, that is the best feeling. But yeah, happens now and again. So,
0: are you buying at auction, Sophie? This could
2: get this could get gnarly. Are we? Are you buying at auction? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> I know one auction house, though. There Harry, is- you take it from here. <laughs> no, I,
1: well, the, the issue we have is I think Sophie thinks that all auction houses and both of ours are the same. Um, the stuff is too expensive. Um, yeah. But what she, what, what, what is quite interesting is she's going to Kempton tomorrow. So we'll use our Windsor auction house as an example. I can tell you that about a hundred items that we sold at our last sale are on their way to Kempton tomorrow <laughs> to be sold by dealers who bought them. And it's very peculiar how, it, how the big circle works, isn't it, Simon? Yeah, absolutely. We sell an awful lot of furniture. And, um, yeah, a lot of traders are taking it to Kempton tomorrow for people to buy. So I wouldn't be scared of it, Sophie. I mean, you know, Simon is horrible on the rostrum, and I am such a charmer. But um, it's very much that's not true, dear listener. We all know that's not the case. But yeah, you can
2: get bargains. No, I'm sure you can. But just where my price tag, where my buying price tag is right now, I don't have, you know, the the luxury, I suppose, of it going over what I want it to be. If that kind of makes sense. So I have to be very cautious of what I spend, really, especially at the moment. So, yeah, I have to know I'm going to get the money back. No, 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 I get that. I get that.
0: And is there is there the worry that you could get carried away if you saw something that Always. really took your eye yeah. and that could blow the budget? A thousand
2: percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do that in a charity <laughs> shop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I I'll <just> buy everything.
0: <laughs> you do that in a charity shop when you've got time to think. When you've got Big yes, Harry yes. shouting at you from the rostrum. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
2: Yeah. Just like looking at me, staring at me. Hang oh, like, on oh, right. a minute. What? <laughs> yes, I'll buy everything. Yeah. I'll
1: buy
2: everything. Oh my god! Yeah, the is pointing the at me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think, I, Sophie. I think you should give it a go at an auction. Maybe. I mean, I there are plenty of good auction houses around. Maybe one where you don't haven't just done a podcast. With both. Yes, maybe. Leaders, yeah,
2: maybe. Yeah, but, that would be but, yeah, less awkward. Know, yeah.
1: but less <laughs> awkward. But yeah, I mean, we're, we'd be delighted to sell you things.
2: I'm sure you would be.
1: But um, no, I think that um, I think that the what we're trying to do with um, new dealers and younger dealers is demystifying uh, the whole auction process. Isn't it, Simon? Big serious yeah. for just one second, because mm. that's not my that's not my M.O. But there are great bargains to be had and things that can be done at, uh, at auction.
2: Yeah, and I think, I think you're right. There's a, and I
1: had to shoehorn that in there somehow. So there,
2: she, no, but there <laughs> is a conception that you have to have loads and loads of money to go to all of these auctions, and it's not like that, is it? The only auctions, no, no, no. if you're a normal people, that you see are the ones on TV where they're selling stuff for thousands and thousands of pounds, and you're like, oh, no. That, you know, it's mm, the mm. It's a scary environment to kind of walk into if you've never been in one before. So exciting environment, though.
0: Do you know what? And I think, Sophie, that is that is a really good point. And that is something that we, with this podcast, and that's why we're delighted to have you on the podcast as a younger trader, is for you to come on the podcast and hopefully talk to your generation and sort of demystify. Maybe, maybe some people are not happy going to the fairs and dealing with dealers. Um, mm. Maybe mm. Uh, they're not comfortable going to auctions or they think it's going to be too expensive. And unfortunately, We've got a lot of work to do to make sure that the younger generation, you know, times are hard out there at the moment, and there is a lot of very cheap furniture going through auction houses all over the country at the moment, mm. Um, you know, and yeah. it's not just for traders. If you're setting up your first home with that big mortgage, you know, and bills to pay and times are hard, an auction house, if you can get over the idea that it might be scary. We don't think it is, but, you know, I understand that that could be the perception. We want to get people, because Mm. it's such a green way of buying, such a green way of living, such a cost-effective, you know, recycling at its best. But I agree with you, Sophie, we're not somehow getting that message across to our younger dealers, buyers.
2: I, I just don't think people nowadays, we don't shop like that. Like, even when you go to the markets or you go to car boots, like, everyone haggles. Do you know what I mean? You haggle all the time. You've got to. Do you know what I mean? It's like that Monty Python bit. If you're not, come on, he's not haggling. What what are you doing? You know, but (laughs) no one does anymore. No Mm. one does. Do you know what I mean? You come up and you give someone a price. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, you know, I can do it for five or less. I'm like, oh, no, just walk away. You know, there's like, I don't know. I think it's just people aren't used to being at markets. There's no markets in the high street anymore or... The fruit and veg markets are gone, you know, like even that kind of Mm. vibe Mm. about it. I don't know, but I think people enjoy it. Do
0: you think for the younger, you know, the younger generation like yourself, it could feel a little bit alien or,
2: yeah, definitely, definitely a bit
0: frightening, even?
2: And it's just unusual, isn't it? Like, I mean, Kempton's like someone's back garden and it's all just been exploded onto it, isn't it? And there's things <laughs> everywhere. And you, you know, when you see something, you've got to, you've got to go, you've got to grab it because if you don't, next time, next round you're gone and it's already sold, you know? So it's that mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, there is a lot of pressure when you go there, I suppose, haven't you? Cause at that moment you've got to think, do I want it? Or am I going to walk away from this? And you think, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. So it's just, I think people enjoy it when they get there. It's the thought of going.
0: It is, yeah. And I think once they're there and they've had the buzz of buying something unique and maybe them be the ones that are taking it away and somebody else goes oh, where did you get? And there is only one. There is only there is not a shelf of fifty, you know, dolls. There isn't a shelf of fifty of the same chairs. There might be one chair, there might be one side, but well, there will be, and it's all very much unique. So therefore you're right. I see, I see. There's there is pressure to make those decisions quickly, isn't
2: there? Well, yeah, and also the amount of times people are like, oh, yeah, I'll come back in a minute for that, and then literally the next person comes along your store and buys it, and you're like, oh, okay, well, good luck coming back and getting that. So, <laughs> 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 but you've got to, haven't you? If you I say, love
1: that. I love that.
2: <laughs> you've got to just, you know, so it's, um, yeah, I think, it's again, it's, it's just a different – people are used to having – 10 of the same items, all looking the same, all lined up, you know, looking perfect. And it's not like that at all, is it? But that's the joy of it. That's for me. That is the joy.
0: What would you say to young people who are thinking about going to the fairs, going to auctions or even starting trading for themselves? Because, We're hearing down here in Devon, the job market is pretty tough at the moment. Um, Times Mm. are hard, but there are trading opportunities out there, aren't there? Um, And there are people Mm. who can go out and start amateur trading, be it Facebook Marketplace or eBay or auction houses or the like. What would your advice be to to people of your generation?
2: Just go out and experience it. Just go to them, even if you know you're not going to buy anything go to a market, go to a car boot, just get comfortable in that environment and just wandering around. There's no harm in wandering and not buying anything.
1: Absolutely. You you go and
2: ask questions, go, what is this? What do you use it for? Or, you know, I think it's just getting...
1: Sophia, I don't don't want to interrupt you mid-flow, but I'm going to in my usual style. But when you're at the fairs, do you find that the dealers, um, because you're talking about asking and all the rest of it, do you find that dealers are quite open and quite supportive of you as a new trader and you as a buyer are they quite open about yes
2: are they quite supportive I've, yeah I've almost been blown away about how supportive they have been when I've told them what I've done you know recently quit my job and I've gone into this you are know, like oh you know well done I've done it way too late you know I should have done it younger and you know you're really brave just going off and doing it so no they, they've been amazing really I mean you get the odd grumpy sods here and there don't you really but that happens everywhere um but no everyone's been really supportive and you know I ask because there's so many different fairs and oh my gosh it goes on forever really when you start like looking at it so no they're really good with saying oh no yeah this one's good this one's not so good or for your stuff maybe you need to sell at this fair and because it just goes on and on and on so but no everyone's been so supportive and just Friendly, just really friendly. You know, sometimes it's nice just to have friendly people around.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. No, we we we've always found when we started years ago that we uh, we surrounded ourselves with a nice network of people who were supportive of, supportive of us. And I've always heard, Simon, you're the same, aren't you? That the community is of traders are supportive of one another. You know, mm-hmm. when Absolutely. they're bidding at auction, it's the the lot that they're all competing for. They'll all be drinking coffee with each other. They'll break, go to different sides of the room, bid against each other. Whoever gets it gets it, and then they're back in the middle of the room gossiping and yeah. Chatting and then and
2: whoever's there. got it, they're like, "Oh, well done, you got that one." And then they're on, yeah, oh, exactly, oh, yeah. exactly,
1: exactly, exactly right. But and it's deli- it's really good to hear that they're as supportive as uh, I mean, we've exp- we mentioned this recently on a podcast that there was a school that we support uh, that were at Kempton, and all the dealers were really really nice. It was at Kempton. Oh, and nice, they yeah. were all really nice to the kids, weren't they, uh, Simon? And um, telling them about, giving them history lessons on bits and pieces. And I was just hoping that that is extended to everybody. And obviously it is. It's great, isn't
2: it? No, I think it is. I think it's...
1: Old Sunbury Antiques.
2: Yeah. It's um, a nice little family. And everyone knows everyone, really, don't they, deep down. Everyone always ends up doing the same fairs or the same markets or, you know. So you get to know the same faces. But no, everyone's been great, which has been nice. So I didn't know because I when you go into a new industry you don't know how people are going to react to you and how people like because i am a little bit younger they're going to be like oh what do you know you'll you buy stuff from the 60s like that's not that's not old do you know what i mean like which okay you do get you do get with some people but i don't like the stuff they're selling so it kind of it works <laughs> both ways really doesn't it <laughs>
1: yeah. and i hope you tell them as well
2: <laughs> well yeah i say well your stuff's not what i would buy so you know and everyone's got an opinion haven't they on everything so yeah but no everyone <laughs> has been really helpful really nice even with the fairs and you say like I'm new how does this all work out you know they've always been given you extra information or little tips so no it's been it's been really nice nice a nice community to come into.
0: I think it's fair to say, and and Harry and I have worked together so long now. I'm pretty sure I can speak for the both of us that going into a new industry, whatever it is, with that kind of attitude of asking questions and being open to advice, and uh, you know, embracing uh, everything and not trying to know it all from day one, you're gonna, you're gonna. I've got no doubts. You are gonna do exceptionally well. I've no doubt whatsoever. You'll be brilliant you'll be absolutely superb at Kempton tomorrow. Well, you've
2: got to ask these people because they've been doing it for years. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, if, you know, you need you need advice, don't you, I think, in the beginning. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You just got to, you know, weigh it up, haven't you, really?
0: And how do you see next year panning out? Is it more of the same if you've got some different
2: angles to play or? I'm excited, actually, for next year. So I've got my fares that I do at the moment. So I do about three a month. But I want to increase that to five a month, yeah. um, and then I do like the odd ones like Light, so it's like a two-dayer. So yes, it basically yes. just in- increase the fares, increase the amount. I just need to be out there selling. So, and I'm only going to do that by by getting to more fares. So that's the aim for next year.
0: What's the time split between sort of buying and selling in in your world? Do you see? It? You know, how much time do you spend buying? How much time is it selling?
2: It's more time buying at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um which is great because I've got a stock but yeah that's why I need to um visit more fairs to a, be able to buy more stock because I've got more money coming in and just to get out there it's, it's I I like dealing with the public like at the fairs and explaining where we've got things from and doing that so it's not it's not a part I don't like I just need to get myself out there and be able to sell my stuff a little bit more
0: Sophie there is one other thing That you have to add into your itinerary for next year, isn't there? What is that? Oh gosh. What is this? Oh no, Sophie. And the pressure. What do what do <laughs> Harry and I do for a living?
2: Oh, auctions. Yes, ah, I need to visit more auctions. What a yes, great sorry, idea, sorry, 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 David. Sorry, yeah. If you
0: could edit that to sound a little less pressurized, that'll be fantastic. <laughs> so I think what Sophie was meaning to say is, and the other thing I'm going to do next year is go to Simon and Harry's auction at Windsor Auctions and start yes. buying there.
2: Any auction? No, not at any auction. Actually i'm I'm coming to one this week. Are you? I'm coming to one, yeah, on Thursday. Our auction, yeah. But I'll be hiding oh. in the back.
1: <laughs> I'm happy now.
0: That's brilliant. We're looking forward yeah. to it.
1: Oh, by the way, if you think it's cold at Kempton, start being in a sail room in this weather. That's proper cold. (laughs) Uh, Harry and I have got
0: five hours on the rostrum without moving, basically, and it is Baltic. But, yeah, you'll need those layers for Kempton and for Windsor. We have got
1: five hours. Oh, God, no,
2: seriously, that's horrific. Sophie, are you
1: really coming on
2: Thursday? Yeah, Yeah, I want to come. Are you seriously coming? Yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, I look forward to meeting you there. I think you've got a, a, a glittering career ahead as a, as a trader. Um, I am hoping that sort of. What do you reckon, Harry? Um, a quarter, two quarters into next year, can we catch up with you again? Yes, see please, how the business yeah. is going. I yeah. know it will be thriving. That would be great. Um, and I think you've been a real
1: inspirational guest today. However, we will get into trouble with producer Dave. What's your Instagram uh, handle? It's your
2: time to plug. It's Florence's. Underscore treasures is my Instagram.
1: Florence's underscore treasures. If you get stuck, we're already following her on the gavel and the Gabble, So you can find her that way. Um, We'll be putting up a, uh, when this episode comes out, we'll be putting up the social media links in the usual way. Um, a big pub in Branscombe is currently really overjoyed about us featuring them in their podcast just in a recent episode they're loving that (laughs) Um, but you'll get a lot more out of it than they are I (laughs) suspect Sophie so yeah it's been an absolute pleasure Um, fantastic because I knew you Or know you. That's why Simon has led the way on the uh, interviewing because he's far better (laughs) at it than I am. And thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to catching up uh, in, uh, say, three to four months' time. To hear how the spring's going.
2: Yes, no, that would be brilliant. Thank you for having me. No, it'd be good. I
1: tell you what, dear listener,
0: we'll assume that if Sophie doesn't turn up on Thursday, it's that she made so much money on Wednesday she didn't need to bother.
2: Didn't even need to bother, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) That's the dream, isn't it? Every time.
0: (laughs) Sophie, have a wonderful day tomorrow and thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, there we go, everybody. That was Sophie from Florence's Treasures, who has got a a 4am start to be at Kempton tomorrow. (laughs) What a lovely young lady. And what, I mean, what a leap of faith. And I mean, hats off, changing. Big career move there. I've got to
0: tell you, though, I think her approach to... Uh, this industry, really refreshing, really refreshing. She's loving it. She's buying the things that she loved. Um, She knows her roots to market. She's got such uh, an inquisitive, open mind in terms of, I'm not going to be frightened or put off by these other dealers. I'm going to go and ask them questions. And and if they want to tell me if they do, if they don't. But if you go into any new venture being inquisitive, being open, um, and and just all things curious, I don't think there is any doubt, no doubt in my mind, that she'll do great. She'll be brilliant. She'll have some ups. She'll have some downs. But with that kind of attitude and and that sort of love for the business, which has clearly um, been in her family for a long time as well, I think she'll do great. I think she'll be absolutely brilliant and an asset to the to the
1: industry in which we work. It's yeah. nice that she's got so much support, isn't it? sort of, you know, mum and dad helping out. Um, I was interested to hear that the boyfriend charges her <laughs> top whack for uh, doing the upholstery because he was an upholsterer. I'm loving that. I tell you Absolutely what. Absolutely brilliant. Friends and family discount. I was going to ring them up and say I need some chairs done, but I'm not going to bother now. <laughs> you know, charge full price. We mercilessly uh
0: dragging her along to her first auction on Thursday, which I think was a little
1: brutal of us. But hey-ho, business is business. You've got to do what you got to do. Uh, Well, she didn't get your very firm hint, did she? I will poke a little bit of fun (laughs) at Sophie because you tried to drag her towards what you're going to do next year and she wasn't having it about auctions, was she? (laughs) I she was not having it. No, I, no, I'm going to do more of this and more, more fares and more of this. And no, Sophie, what do we do for a living? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> she
0: was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I tell you what, Harry, um, I don't know what you think, but I think next year in the spring, let's get Sophie back for an update as to what is surely a a rising trajectory in her business and see what more she's learned and what more she can teach us about
1: Trading for the younger generation. I look forward to hearing from her again. She was brilliant, mate. Sounds like a great idea. I'm all over that. Um, Right, I'm seeing you on Thursday. Um, We've got an auction, and we're recording thermals at the ready. Thermals at the ready, and we're recording a podcast. How that is going to work out? God alone knows. On the rostrum, recording a podcast. Apparently, oh, I see. It's the last one of the year. Uh, Last one of the year. Ho ho ho! Christmas podcast. Yeah, whatever.
0: If you say so. I tell you what, we're going to be dressed up like Santa Claus because I'll I'll have so many layers on. I tell you what, I'm going, to, I'm going to get a fake beard for this one. It's going to be so cold. Harry, thoroughly enjoyed talking to Sophie, and I will see
1: you on Thursday. Look forward to it, mate. Right, well, we're in trouble again, Simon. Oh, not again. Producer David, what have we forgotten to do? I'll tell you what we've forgotten to do. Please, we would really appreciate if you could leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, not just listen to the occasional one. Um, And why not tell a mate? Tell a friend. Tell a family member over Christmas dinner. When the conversation has run dry, why don't you tell them all about the Gavel and the Gabble podcast and get them to subscribe? Send a link from your phone. All that sort of stuff. Thanks very much. Take care. See ya. Bye now.